Welcome to the Develop Yourself podcast, where we teach you everything you need to land your first job as a software engineer by developing yourself, your skills, your network, your habits, and more. I'm one of your co-hosts, Peter Elbaum, and today we're talking about something that aligns a lot with what Aaron and I usually talk about, which is that the students we've seen who embrace the process of learning to code over the results of their code end up doing better. And I've actually found a mental model and some supporting data that backs up this advice of ours, and it comes from a YouTuber that's pretty well known. So today we're going to talk about what this mental model is, what the experiment was that created this mental model, and what the implications are for you. So without further ado, let's get into it. Okay, so what are we talking about today? We're talking about Mark Rober to start. And if you're not familiar, Mark is a YouTuber. He is a science educator and a former engineer. He worked for Apple and NASA, and his YouTube channel has over 23 million subscribers. And I was listening to a podcast that had him on it, and he mentioned something that he essentially coined, which he calls the Super Mario effect. And it came from an experiment he did with his YouTube followers that generated some pretty interesting results that are impactful for what we're trying to do here. And he shared the results of this experiment in a TED Talk called The Super Mario Effect that I will link in the show notes. But I want to talk a little bit about what this experiment was, and then I want to talk about what the implications are for you as an early engineer or someone that is thinking about getting into tech, maybe through a boot camp or something similar. Okay, so what was this experiment that Mark did? Basically, he asked his followers to play a game, and 50,000 of his followers completed this game. Basically, what the game was, was that the people in the experiment had to put a bunch of blocks together to get a car to move through a maze. And these blocks were basically quasi-code, if you're familiar with the programming language Scratch, which is from MIT. Uh, it basically looked like Scratch. So Scratch is this programming language for kids where you put blocks of code and it is all very visual. So you can chain a, a bunch of blocks together and stuff happens on the screen. So in this case, Mark created this maze for a car to go through. And so the idea is that the participants were supposed to put these different blocks together and try and get the car to go through the maze. Everybody had this 200 points at the bottom of the screen, but the rub of the experiment was that it was essentially an A-B test that people didn't know they were taking part in. So if people tried to get the car to move through the maze and weren't successful, half of them got a message that says, that didn't work, please try again, and their points weren't touched. And the other half got a message that says, that didn't work, you lost five points, now you have 195 points, please try again. And so keep in mind, these five points are completely meaningless. They just made them up. It doesn't affect your ability to play the game. I assume if you got to zero, you could just refresh the screen and you could start from 200 again. But the results of the people who were told they were losing five points versus not are remarkable and very statistically significant. So what he found, what Mark found, was that the people who were told they were being penalized uh, on average made five attempts at this game and were only 52% likely to have beat the game. But the people who weren't told that they were losing five points, who were just told, hey, that didn't work, please try again, those people on average made 12 tries, 12 attempts to beat the game, and 68% of them completed the task. So 
Again, the people who were penalized, 52%, and who weren't, 68%. So that's a big difference. Basically, the folks who weren't told they were failing made two and a half more attempts. And so what this means is that seeing failure in a negative light means that you're not going to try as many times. It's discouraging, right? And so one thing that Mark mentions in his TED Talk is that the trick is to find the right way to frame the learning process, basically not concerning yourself with failure. So one example he mentions is toddlers. Toddlers, when they're trying to walk, they don't fall down and give up. They try and get up and they try and try and try. And, you know, what we can assume is happening is that every failure is giving them even subconsciously a little bit more information about maybe something they need to try. Obviously, there's physiological components in this, like leg strength and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, no one's discouraged as a toddler when they can't walk. They're discovering new things. Another example Mark talks about, and this is basically where the name of the TED Talk and the mental model comes from, is Super Mario. So if you think of Mario, if you've ever played Mario, no one is ever ashamed of falling into a pit. Mark mentions that. But the focus of the whole endeavor, the obsession is about beating the game, right? Beating Bowser and rescuing Peach from him. And so essentially what video games teach us and the way that most people approach playing video games is that you learn from your failures, but you're not focused on your failures. And so Mark made up this mental model, which he calls the Super Mario effect, which he defines as focusing on the princess and not the pits to stick with a task and learn more. So basically, this is a much more elaborate way of explaining what Aaron and I always talk about, which is that you want to focus on the process and not on the outcome. Video games are a great way of focusing on the process and not the outcome. And in fact, the outcome is a lot more rewarding at the end because you've probably failed, you've had to figure out new approaches, you've had to think, you've had to learn. And so it's a lot more gratifying at the end, as opposed to if you had just tried on the first try and beaten the game. That's not very fun. We actually do like a challenge. And so I think this is really interesting for a few different reasons. Number one, it puts data behind something that Aaron and I basically were saying from our own experience, but that was more qualitative, like having seen students go through coding boot camps and just generally getting a sense that the people who embraced the learning process did better. It's not like we'd ever run an experiment on that or rated students on that or really had any kind of data to back that up. So for me, it was interesting to see that Mark had actually run an experiment and had hard data and statistically significant data to back up what for me had just basically been a hunch up till now, even though I really believed in what we were saying. And so for me, that was super interesting. Another thing that I found really interesting is that this doesn't only apply to code, this could apply to learning anything because the whole idea here is reframing challenges, reframing quote unquote failure in the learning process. And essentially, like Mark was saying with the whole losing points thing, if failure for you is something negative, and in fact, failure has a negative connotation, but I don't think there's really a better word. Uh, failure can be negative or failure can be, hey, that's more data for me and I'm going to try something different. So Mark talks about in his TED Talk, like, hey, I realize when I'm playing Super Mario, I need to run a little bit faster before I try to jump over that pit. So if you fall in the pit, it's not the end of the world. You're not ashamed of that. You don't feel less as a person. It's just part of getting where you want to go. And I think this is a super healthy way of approaching things. 
And so Mark kind of concludes this TED Talk by saying, hey, treat life's challenges like a video game. Trick your brain into doing that, into kind of gamifying things, and you'll end up seeing more success in the long term. So that's kind of the idea that's explaining what it is. So let's talk about what the implications are for us, for our community, as we are learning to code, attempting to become software engineers, and embarking on our careers in tech. And I think the implications are pretty direct, right? It helps that the experiment Mark did actually had to do with learning to code. It's not going to be learning to code in the sense of writing JavaScript. If you watch the TED Talk or if you've ever used Scratch, you're not really typing, you're moving blocks. But I think the idea is kind of the same. And so I think the most helpful thing here is going to be that gamification takeaway. So let's say, for example, you are trying to write a function that sums a bunch of numbers in an array and you're having trouble getting it to work. Well, you could, if it fails the first time you write it, get discouraged, get frustrated, maybe feel like, am I even good enough to do this? Or you could say, hey, my first attempt didn't work. Let's see what we can do to quote unquote beat the game, right? So if you think of whatever task you're trying to do, whatever challenge you're facing when you're learning to code as a game that you're trying to beat rather than something that's beating you, I think that completely flips everything and it makes it a lot more motivating. A lot of what Mark has been talking about with the Super Mario effect and especially in this TED Talk is really a framing. And so I think if you go into learning to code expecting that there will be roadblocks and bumps, then you know what to expect and you know that you can and you have the option to treat it as a game. One common pattern that I've seen that doesn't help people is treating learning to code like traditional education. So I've mentioned this before, but I my first programming teacher said that traditional education is like being a stack of pancakes and you kind of passively absorb the syrup that's being poured on top of you if syrup is the knowledge. Whereas coding especially is very active and you learn by doing. And so things that you learn by doing reward people who do them. But I think if failure and your code not working is a negative thing for you or for me or anyone, then you're going to be a lot less likely to try. And so you'll be a lot less likely to keep with it. So I thought it was interesting in Mark's data that the people who weren't being penalized or weren't told that they were being penalized, they attempted things more. And so I think we can assume there that people's mental state uh, if they're encouraged or if they're challenged, it means you're willing to try more. And that's really the name of the game, I think, when learning to code, because if you try long enough, the odds are that you will do what you're trying to do. And so a lot of this comes down to just repetitions and number of attempts, but it's hard to try something a bunch of times that's discouraging where every time it doesn't work the way you want it to, you get down. That's just a few different ways of saying the same thing, but I really do believe this, that if you can treat learning to code as a game, then it's going to be a lot better in the long term. Just a different way of saying the same idea that Aaron and I come back to a lot. You got to love the process, but the process is a lot more fun if you're thinking of it as a game rather than as something that you have to do. And so I hope this is a helpful idea for you. This is something that I want to take not only in learning to code or in writing my own code, but in 
all areas of my life. In fact, I've been thinking a lot about video games recently because I read this novel called Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow, which in 2022 was at the top of a lot of bestseller lists. And it's essentially about uh, two friends who are video game designers and about their career together making games. And so I've been thinking a little bit more about video games in general, but I also really like this idea from Mark about treating life's challenges in general like a video game. So I feel like I am a little bit more inclined to do this when it comes to my work and writing code, but not so much in other areas of life. And so I'm really interested to try and apply this mindset, not only to code, but to anything else, whether it's uh, maybe financial challenge or relational challenge, thinking of it as a video game and trying to say, hey, let's make various attempts. Let's try a few different things. Let's knock it down if things don't go the way we want them to, I think is a really powerful way of approaching problems in general. And so even if you're listening to this, maybe you're not a software engineer or not someone that's interested in writing code. I think this is a really interesting way of approaching life. And so maybe I'll give an update uh, about how that's going for me, but I think this is just an intriguing uh, approach and an intriguing mental model. And so I hope, even if you're not an engineer, that it's helpful to you in some way. That's all we've got for you today. Links to Mark Rober's YouTube channel and his TED Talk are in the show notes, as well as a few shameless plugs that I'll mention now. Parsity is at parsity.io. Dev30, our 30-day cohort-based JavaScript course, is at dev30.xyz. My YouTube channel is at youtube.com slash peterelbaum. I've also linked to my Udemy course, Junior to Senior, which encompasses everything that I learned about how to get promoted as a software engineer. If those sound interesting to you, then feel free to check them out below. Regardless, thanks so much for being with us and for listening along, and we'll see you in the next one.